first, the new cream deodorant presents David Harding's Counter Spy. Washington calling David Harding Counter Spy. Washington calling David Harding Counter Spy. Harding Counter Spy calling Washington. David Harding Counter Spy is brought to you by Fresh. Fresh, the new cream deodorant that stops perspiration worries safely. Switch to Fresh to be sure. Two weeks ago, Charles Pierce, a man in his early 30s, immaculately dressed, light, with piercing eyes, stood in the hallway of a large graystone apartment building in Baltimore. With him was a young woman, Dara Lester. I do not feel this is good, Charles. The biggest opportunity we've ever had, Dora. You have never met this man. Oh, I know all about him, though. He was in command. There's very strange in my stomach. A woman's intuition. That's enough. He paid well to take chances. You do not think this is a trick? You have your gun? Mm-hmm. Always. But I won't need it, Dora. It's a great honor to meet him. His espionage work is known all over the world. For two years, he was in command of all Gestapo agents in Spain. Yes? Mr. Sterling? Yes? We received your message to come here. When? Day before yesterday. We were in Boston. Come in. Come over to the table. Just sit down, please. Now, she will establish your identity. Now, this is my lady friend, Dora Lester. She worked with me under her. Just a moment. Remove your hand, Dora. Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. This picture is a very good likeness of you. you. You've got a picture of me? When was it taken? The important part is that it was taken for identification. So you use the name Charles Pierce. You wish them identification, Mr. Burns? Unnecessary. I was standing unobserved right at the desk of the hotel when we signed in last night. Wanted to see your handwriting. Well, no wonder, Mr. Burley, you're famous for your precautions. From now on, you two will take orders from me. Come along. May I ask where we are going? To the eighth floor balcony of a certain building. You'll be very surprised at what you see. A person could very easily fall to his death from this balcony. Couldn't he, Mr. Burley? Very easily, Dora. Now, Charles, see that long, low building over there? The one fenced in with the barbed wire? Yes. That building is the United States Government Laboratory. 
Cut a V2 acres. And the guards who are patrolling there? Just a moment. Did I close the fire door? Yeah. There are 12 guards there. Night and day. There's a beam of an electric eye which goes all around the building. Automatic protective devices of every description. Do they protect in gold? Something even more valuable. Bugs. Bugs? You're foolish. No. And bugs in there worth as much as $5,000 each. I hate bugs. I couldn't hate any bug worth $5,000. What is the mystery of them, Mr. Bailey? One of the greatest allies of the Japanese, disease caused by jungle bugs. Disease Americans have never experienced. Well, the United States government has had hundreds of specialists capturing these odd bugs in the Pacific. Mm. These bugs are brought to this country and placed in that building. Each species, especially heated rooms, tropical conditions, their own special food. And they're bred there. Millions of them. You mean they keep all of the bugs there so the United States can experiment on them to develop poison sprays to kill each different kind? Exactly. New poisonous sprays could not be developed to kill these bugs if there were not thousands of those different species to experiment on. The breeding of some of these bugs is a very complicated process. For instance, Mr. Burley, the United States Marines land on an island. Yes, and possibly in 24 hours, a certain percentage of the Marine invaders will be suffering from sickness caused by some kind of a bite from these little old bugs. Each island, each jungle is hundreds of different kinds. I suppose the Marines do know about the bugs before they land. What can they do about it? If a certain poisonous spray has been developed, effective against the type of bugs they may be encounter, American planes fly over the island with thousands of gallons of the spray. Spray the jungles, many of the bugs will be destroyed. Mm -hmm. No wonder those bugs in that laboratory are valuable. But the way that laboratory is guarded, it would be impossible to get near it or destroy the bugs. Impossible for anyone but me. See that building just at the end of the laboratory? Yeah. That is a scientific library. And it is open to medical students who wish to do research there on insecticides. Is it guarded? Certainly. A guard at the door researches everyone when they enter or leave. The guard's name is Connors. Connors. In the evening when he's off duty, Connors often drinks beer down the street over at the restaurant with a song. Yeah. You have a meeting. Find out what his hobbies are, what he eats, what he likes. Then report to me that telephone. Hello? Mr. Burling? Yes? That gentleman you asked me to meet. Yes? I've become quite friendly with him. His hobby is, uh, dogs. Dogs? Yes. He talks about them by the hour. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, what shall I do? Come to my apartment at 11 tonight. And you visit the scientific library again tomorrow? I want to find something planned. <laughs> Hi, Charlie. <laughs> well, uh, be, of all the times you've come to the library here, you didn't tell me you owned a dog. <laughs> How do you like him? Come here, boy. <laughs> come here. 
Hey, that's a peach of a dog. Doggy Shepherd. Hey, boy, let's see your mouth. You liking dogs so much, Carter, you sold me the idea. So I bought this one. About two years old, huh? Uh-huh. Now oh, you got something. Yeah, and he's highly trained. I don't want to lose out on my reading at the library here, so uh, can I take him in with me and tie him to the leg of a chair? Well, I don't know if I should let you, but... <laughs> yeah, that dog's almost human, ain't he? How about it? Okay, take him in with you. Hey, Charlie! Wait a minute. Yeah? I got a set for you, know. This girl has to, has to know me so well? This library section's right next to the scientific laboratory, you know. I wouldn't let my own mother in without searching it. Okay. Arms up. Turn around. Okay. You see a fellow guard, Johnny's. I got two kids in the Pacific. You bet I'm thorough. Okay, Charlie. If you can keep them quiet, you can take them in. You know, Dora, this dog doesn't like Mr. Burley's apartment here. I can see from the way he looks, Charlie. Not dog, Jesse. For three weeks now, you've been taking this dog into the library next to the laboratory. You sure the guard likes the dog? Connors? Crazy about it. That animal potassium I gave to the dog. Really made him look good and sick. Oh, yeah, yeah. His nose was hot and dry, his, uh, his eyes glassy. Mm-hmm. And you did not bring the dog's apparent sickness to the attention of Connors. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going into the scientific library with a dog when he looked at him and he said, uh, the dog's sick, Charlie. Give him sulfur thiazole. And if I was you, I'd put a blanket on him for a couple of days. Keep him bundled up. Perfect. So the guard himself suggested the blanket. <laughs> sure did. Wonderful. Yeah, easy, boy, easy. Come here. Now, a big moment, Charlie. A climax. Now, that's tantalite. Tantalite? What's that? It's an explosive more powerful than TNT. Explosive? That's right. Now, that little time watch, that'll set it off. You, you will throw the explosive and the time watch right into the underside of the dog's blanket. Well, I... You walk into the library with a sick dog that the guard Connors has got a weakness for. He'll serve you. And with his type of mind, you'll never think to feel under the dog's heavy blanket. Because he himself suggested the blanket. Yeah, yeah. What about me? You'll tie the dog to a leg of a chair in the library. The time watch will set the charge off at exactly 11. At five minutes of 11, make an excuse. Walk out. Disappear. Well, I... I dreamed of such a thing. I'll blow the library and the laboratory with all its expensive bugs off the face of the earth. It'll take them years to collect and breed new ones. It seems like the dog knows what's going on. Tomorrow morning, Charles. Take the dog in a taxi cab. Drive right to the laboratory. We'll have enough explosive wrapped around him to blow a city to kingdom come. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we come to that part of our program known as Be Fresh or Be Fired. <laughs> yes. The Be Fresh or Be Fired department. 
Maybe you might want to call it the Be Fresh or Be Lonely Department. Well, anyhow, it's a quiz corner where a fresh answer is always welcome. First question. Why do you refer to 4 o'clock in the working day as the time when you're apt to come up against the deodorant deadline? And the answer? Because when you're working, an embarrassing deodorant failure is more likely to happen toward the day's end. When you're out on a date at night, 10 o'clock is another sort of zero hour. But why be worried? Switch to that new cream deodorant fresh, to be sure. Second, a man's question. Is using fresh a sissy thing to do? And the answer? Well, fresh is a big seller among GIs and post exchanges all around the world. That's plenty answer. Which brings us to a question frequently asked. I get conflicting advice from people I know on how to be sure of personal daintiness. I'm confused. Well, friends, as many famous beauty editors and authorities on good grooming can tell you, modern science has the answer. And fresh brings it to you. In fresh, you get the benefit of the most effective perspiration-stopping ingredient known to science. Fresh contains an exclusive ingredient. Fresh cream deodorant stops perspiration worries completely and safely. It's safe for you and for your clothing. It's creamy and smooth, not sticky, doesn't dry out, and it's never gritty. So it's a pleasure to switch to fresh to be sure. Back to David Harding's Counter Spy. Hey, driver, pull up right in front of the scientific library. Right next to the, uh, the laboratory thing. Okay, buddy. What's the matter with your dog? Got the tick? <laughs> Not feeling good. I was wondering why you had a blanket on him in this hot weather. Fifty-five, mister. Let me get my dog out first. <laughs> Come on, boy. Get out. Get out. <laughs> he seems to like staying in my cab, huh? Get out. Come on, come on, come on. Hey, I guess he sees the big dog the woman's got over there. Got the change for darling? Oh, sure. Oh, I guess the big police dog over there don't like your dog. Stop it, stop it. Hey, hey, that woman's having trouble holding her dog. Hey, hold on to your dog. Don't bring him over here. Come on, Harry. He's stronger than I am. There's going to be some action. Hey, hold on to that dog. Boy, come here, come here. You're too late, mister. Hey, you better hold that dog. Get that dog away. I'm Come on, baby. He's lost him. you to leave for Baltimore with me at once. This is the craziest case I ever heard of, Mr. Harding. Why would anybody want to blow up the street in front of the government experimental laboratory? You think it was an attempt to blow up the laboratory and it went wrong? Definitely. The guard in the research laboratory saw it happen. And the explosion resulted from a dogfight. A dogfight? The most fantastic thing. 
Brought against a very unusual mind, Everett. Anything left from the explosion to examine? Nothing. The man who had one of the dogs, the woman who had the other dog, the taxi cab, the taxi cab driver, all were blown to bits. It was a terrific explosion. As soon as we reach Baltimore, we'll set up a thorough investigation. Baltimore Field Office, Hardy speaking. We located the kennels, Mr. Harding, where the dog was bought. man came in, bought the dog without leaving his name or address. What do our agents report from the scene of the explosion? Not a thing. It must have been a terrific explosion. What about the man who drove the taxi? Uh, he's a discharged veteran, good American. Oh. Well, Everett, this is one of the most uniquely conceived plots. There just isn't any starting point. Let me think a minute. We've got to find the starting point. These agents will make another attempt to destroy that laboratory. What are you looking for? Enemy agents had a dog. They now don't have a dog. You could start a house-to-house canvas. Well, it'll take us months. Come back to the field office, Everett. I've got an idea. We'll work out of here. I'm feeling very nervous, Mr. Bailey. Can't you leave this apartment and go someplace? What time is it going on? Almost midnight. All right. We'll go out to eat. Seems funny not having Charlie around. Don't mention that fool. He bungled my whole plan. Has the newspaper said anything about this case? Just one little item. The government must have climbed down at Fences. We're going to try some other way to destroy the laboratory? Of course. But this time I'll do it myself. Hmm. We are, um, we're rather pretty in Dora. <laughs> I like you, too. Who's hey, that? You don't suppose Charlie really wasn't curious? Oh, curious, this time of life. I'm Stop it. I didn't leave one possible clue. Yes? Are you Mr. Burley who lives here? Yes. I'm David Harding of the United States Counter Spy. This is one of my agents, Mr. Everett. May we come in, Mr. Burley? Why, yes, yes, come in. This is Mr. Lester, a friend of mine. How do you do, Miss Lester? This is Mr. Everett. How do you do? Miss Lester? May I ask why you're called, Mr. Harding? Well, three days ago, Mr. Burley, there was a dog which caused an explosion in front of the Baltimore Scientific Laboratories. Why, that's strange. Yes, very strange, Mr. Burley. In fact, peculiar. These are government orders. Neither one of you has to move. Guys, come in. A whole minute at all. I'm pressing you. No gun. Ever check, Miss Lester? No gun either. Mr. Hardy, your attitude is uncalled for. Mr. Burley, my men have been covering Baltimore. Restaurants, meat markets, pet shops, formulas, everything. Well, we found a restaurant right across the street where a man had been buying food for a dog every day. He hasn't bought any such food for the last Three days. I suppose you're referring to me. Yes. Well, uh, what am I supposed to say? You're supposed to do some pretty tall explaining. Where is your dog, Mr. Billy? He, uh, died. Oh? He didn't die by being blown to bits, did he, Mr. Billy? No. My dog died a natural death. Ah, I see. Well, when a dog does die a natural death, of course, there's always the body. Isn't there? Why, uh, yes. Where is your dog's body, Mr. Burley? Well, I was very proud to him. 
I took them and buried them in the country. Suppose you show her Claire. At this time of night? Yes. All right. Must I drive out, too? I'm afraid, Miss Lester, you must. David Harding will be back in a moment. But meanwhile, what do you think is the best advice to give to a young lady who says, You know, when my lipstick has gone back on me, it's when it's worn off or <laughs> maybe kissed off. My little mirror is a good friend. It always warns me. But when my deodorant has gone back on me, nothing in my will warn me. What's a girl to do? Well, friends, as many famous beauty editors and experts on good grooming and personal charm can tell you, modern science has the answer. And Fresh brings it to you. Yes? Fresh contains the most effective perspiration stopping ingredient known. Fresh contains an exclusive ingredient. Fresh stops perspiration worries completely and safely. Ladies and gentlemen, each and every one of you, someday, sometime, may reach your deodorant deadline. The deodorant you are using may suddenly stop working. Why take chances? For lasting protection, switch to Fresh to be sure that F-I-E-S-H. Now, back to David Harding's Counter-Spy. Would you like me to have your razor a little bit bigger, Mr. Harding? Very doing all right, thank you, Mr. Billing. I'll just switch the beam of the searchlight of it. I feel like I'm going to curse. He said, uh, you evidently don't believe me about burying my dog here, Mr. Hart. I'm afraid I don't, Mr. Burling. Look, Mr. Harding. There is something down there. What? Hmm. Have a dig a little more right there. All right. Can you beat that? What do you think, Chief? Let me focus the flashlight. Mr. Burley? I apologize. Well, let's forget it. I thought your whole story of burying your dog here was preposterous. Well, I've had a dog for quite a while. Three days ago, he got taken with cramps. He died before I could get a doctor. I felt so badly, I brought him here and buried him in the field. Miss Lester, we owe you an apology also. I'm so nervous and upset, Captain, Miss Lester. Why you came into the apartment? We do make mistakes sometimes, and this is one. Well, we'll just have to start from the beginning again. Look for another clue. I'll arrange immediately, Mr. Burley, for one of my agents to drive you and Miss Lester back to your apartment. so good to be back in the apartment again. The cool driver running out of gas. Are you ever being upset from your experience tonight, Doris? Yes, Mr. Burley, I guess so. Everyone makes mistakes, you know. Me, Mr. Harding. He'd be like Tommy Lynn. I don't see how you ever found in that darkness where you buried that dog. Oh, that was simple. That is a dirty trick you pulled on me, Burley. I'm not in the habit of telling everyone everything. If you could have told me that you killed another dog and buried him out there, how do you think I felt all that time when you were cleaning you did and 
I sent him as soon as we got out there. I wouldn't do any dogs go and leave the cut. You might as well learn to trust my judgment. Now, go into your room and get cleaned up. We've got the rest of the paint leak. Charles used to tell me everything he was doing. And Charles spoiled my whole plan and got himself blown to pieces. Just the same. We had fun together. And we... yeah! Put your hands up. Put it. What's the meaning of this? Put your hands up. These cuffs are going on you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can explain. You've already done your explaining, Burley. I hope you wouldn't suspect anything when my agent pretended to run out of gas while bringing you two back to the apartment. It gave me time to go to the police station and see if anyone during the past three days had lost a black shepherd dog with a tooth missing from the lower right jaw. What does that prove? It proves that when your other dog was blown to pieces, you didn't dare go to the kennels and buy another. So you looked until you could steal one. You killed him and buried him out there just in case there was some slip and you were approached. Will I be put in prison if I tell everything I know? Shut up the fool. What I'd like to do to you, Burley, is throw you to a whole kennel of dogs. They give you what you deserve. But instead, you're going to go to the electric chair. And a lot of men will be coming home from the Pacific who wouldn't be if your fiendish plan at work. Burley, consider yourself under arrest by the United States government for espionage and murder. <laughs> Mr. Harding to tell you about next week's case. I have before me a report of a German minesweeper which has just sailed into an Atlantic port and given itself up. I have here a report of a suspect living at an expensive, exclusive summer hotel overlooking that same port. This girl has recently fallen in love. And here's a report of a body just found in the same harbor. All these things don't happen like that unless they're carefully planned. This case is an emergency. We're leaving to investigate it immediately. Here's a startling, exciting account of this case. Wednesday, August 1st, same time, same station. David Harding, Countess Fire. <laughs> David Harding, Countess Fire is brought to you by Fresh. Fresh, the new clean deodorant that stops perspiration very safely. Switch to Fresh to be sure. David Harding Countess Fire is a Philip J. Floyd production for Fresh, the new clean deodorant. This is the American Broadcasting Company. <laughs>